Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me today is a very special guest host. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, Darth Tuba. How are you today, sir? I'm fine. Thank you so much for letting me come on the show today. I'm very excited. Not a problem, not a problem. Well, uh, do you want me to call you Darth or Tuba or Mr. Tuba? You know, or... you can go by Will. Will is fine. Will? Yeah. <laughs> one syllable he works easier. <laughs> yeah. So, thank Those you. Those one syllable names are very, are very good. Um, well, Will, Will here is third in people that are, I guess, the auditioning. For um, the new co-host stars, uh, before we get started, just want to thank all of the other people who are on the show these last three weeks. Um, we will be announced if you want to say so uh, within the next few. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to go over and listen to the shows again, and just kind of you know, just go over and decide. Who is the best fit? Well, uh, but I'm sure this will be a day. It's been fun with everybody else here so far. Um, It sounds a very, very very hard decision because everybody here has been, everybody who's been on has been really amazing and really fun. And just each one has brought something different and unique to each, each episode we've done. Okay. Uh, As I I mentioned earlier, uh, off camera, we have been going through all of the Star Wars movies in Canalot, starting with Episode One, and we last last week the Solo, a Star Wars movie. So, just a little rundown of how each movies are stacking up so far. Uh, episode got out of a possible two hundred. A score of 101. Uh, episode okay. 2. 88. Episode 3 got a whopping 197 out of a possible wow. 200. And hey. Solo got a 124. Uh, so, so far, episode 3 is the top movie so far. Does that surprise you that, especially of the prequels, that that was the the highest score? Um, not that it it doesn't surprise me that it's the one that got the highest out of the prequels. Uh, I am surprised at the high high score itself, uh, comparatively, uh, to the other two of the prequels. Um, I I did listen to that, that surprised me too. Yeah, uh, however, I do, you know, I. I, my own thoughts very briefly on the on the prequel trilogy uh, i am not in any way uh what one would call a hater of the of the prequel trilogy i'm a, i'm a lover mm-hmm. of all things star wars i do uh recognize some of the criticism in fact i very much appreciated some of the criticisms that you all brought forth uh from the prequels and in, in especially in terms mm-hmm. of dialogue and 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 some of the story elements but um i did feel that Episode one, in my opinion, simply my opinion, was uh, scored uh, rather low. 
Uh, and mm. I think, but, 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 but understandably, you know, with a lot of expectation not being met by many yeah. people, uh, episode yeah. two though, I was, I was, wow, that was really low. <laughs> and I was, yeah. I was kind of like, okay, well, I, um, I, I'll admit I was my least favorite of the star Wars, uh, at least of the saga movies. Um, I'd say episode two is definitely, uh, which is funny because it's one of my least favorites, but episode three is up in my top five. Yeah. Of episode three. It's one of my favorite favorites of the Star Wars movies we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And, and we'll get, yeah, we'll get to that. And I'll say that too. One thing for me for episode two, I, I agree with you in that in my ranking, it's my least favorite movie, but. Mm-hmm. The last 40 minutes of it are among my absolute favorite moments of Star Wars in anything that yeah. I've seen before or since. You know what I mean? So it's interesting, you know, but I do agree with yeah. a lot of the criticism. Yeah. There. So, yeah. so it's yeah. funny, but it's Star Wars. So, you know, we can talk about it the way we want. But yes, so Rogue <laughs> yeah. One. <laughs> yeah, well, before we get started, I just want to say sure. uh, thank you to everyone who took place in our little Twitter poll uh, that I um, I was just blown away by the amount of responses I got 400 over 400 some uh, last time I looked it was just blew me away considering most of the other polls like gotten like seven or eight responses you know just maybe maybe a dozen if we're lucky uh, that just shows you how passionate and how much people this move mm-hmm. is just um so before we get into the re- ranking just quickly go over kind of our our overall thoughts on rogue one um so will why don't you start okay very good uh thanks i i absolutely uh love this film uh, I do believe uh, it has, uh, you know, so many amazing qualities, not just as a Star Wars film, but as a Star Wars standalone film. As it's, you know, mm-hmm. think of, you know, it was the first attempt at something away from the quote unquote Skywalker saga. So I thought it was a home run. Mm-hmm. And I thought that uh, the, you know, this balance between telling a new type of story, but with having, uh, kind of familiar elements and some nostalgic, uh, you know, callback moments was uh, just just uh, they they achieved such an amazing balance, and that's saying something considering uh, yeah. the 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 journey that film went on to be made. So from from start to finish, well, I've so, said this before. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's it. No, that's my main thoughts. Um, sorry. To me, Rogue One wasn't just a great Star Wars movie. It was a movie. Correct. Uh, it's probably one of the best war movies of the past decade. In my mm-hmm. opinion. In my opinion, it was just a great, a great movie, a great Star Wars movie, and a great war movie. Um, and that's one thing I've heard people say is it brought the war to Star Wars. Correct. I, I definitely yeah, it was very much just that. a gritty war war movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just like you. I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, probably up in the top three, if not top two. Yes. 
love, love, love this move. So right into it with the acting and blend. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so uh, some yeah. highlights for me that, that stuck, that stuck out. Um, I mean, it, you know, and when I say highlights, I, I'm just naming a few. I mean, everybody in this movie brought their A game. Um, but I was really mm-hmm. impressed with Diego Luna. I was really impressed with oh. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk's character. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, it's amazing what that man can do with a with voiceover acting. But in this case, he also brought the physical element to it. But I think of, mm-hmm. if, if I were to put a top uh, top rank ranking, at least for newcomers, I would say Riz Ahmed just you know, Bodhi Rook, we, he brought mm-hmm. the, the, I felt it was the every man kind of reaction. What anybody would, any person, when any one of us would be reacting to, if we were just thrown into star Wars as, as that kind of a character and how we mm-hmm. react, how he reacted to everything. Just, it, it, it just resonated. Yeah. With me. Yeah. I love, yeah. I did like his character and journey of, you know, initially being an Imperial. Yes. Being the Imperial. And, you know, much like in Star Wars, you know, you real well, not like in Star Wars, but much like in Solo, mm-hmm. where you have that scene on, I can't remember what planet it was, but it's near the beginning where he's in the war. So, you know, Han's in the war. Mimbam, I think. Min, Mimbam. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling that the, this war and this you know, wasn't just fought by stormtroopers and, you know, imperial officers and tight, you know, black and gray suits that there were you know men on the ground there were you know men like han who were in the mud there were pilots like um, whatever yeah what's his uh uh like bro that were part of you know were in in the empire and yeah doing these you know you know all this it wasn't just the high-ranking you know, it and um, but yeah, I'm with you too. Uh, Alex K2 was one of the highlights of that best one liners. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, absolutely. yeah, and um, really, really good. And, yeah. and as, far, as far as you know, villainy or villains. Um, you really, you know, Krennic. Um, oh God, why am I? Why is his name escaping me? Uh, oh shoot, Ben Mendelsohn. Thank you, Ben Mendelsohn. Um, just ben Mendelsohn. you know, you know, it's funny. Like the, the 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 original trilogy was really harkening back to the. We all know that it was harkening back to the Flash Gordon serials, the Buck Rogers serials, and there was kind of a, a twirling mustache kind of. Uh, cardboard cutout villainy of that 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 I think the original trilogy, you know emulated to some degree but you know with a with a more modern flair for that time i think uh ben mendelson took the took it to the next level with this type yeah. of of like kind of uh you know trying to rise up the ranks uh you know imperial mm-hmm. and you know trying to grasp on to any power that he can even so much as to yeah. almost challenge vader uh which yeah. which didn't go well for him but <laughs> so well and to i mean you know, wanting power so much that he would, you know, destroy friendships. You know, you get the feeling that that him and uh, 
Galen Urso at one point were, you know, you get that right. scene where they're in the, in the apartment, you get this feeling that they were once, you know, good friends, at least friendly with each other. They knew each other. They yes. were at each other's house before they had dinner together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that his lust for power was so overwhelming would destroy friendships. Uh, yeah. You know, get it. Um, well, we just. They're another great actor. Uh, uh, Galen Urso, Mads Mik- Mikkelsen. Mads, yeah. Just, it was nice to see yeah. him because he had been very popular, but as a villain, you know, playing the villain. So it was nice yeah. to see him uh, kind of take a different, t- different type of role. At least one I had not seen up to up to that point of of playing the more um, heroic character, uh, loving father, that type of a thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. he just he just brought it. He, you know, you made you really feel for him. Uh, what was your thought on the Grand Moff Tarkin appearance? And the acting, and speaking specifically of the acting. I thought the acting was 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 decent. Um, who, I who mean, was you the, can't... Who was the actor that was doing that? Was that... I forget. Oh, no. oh I'd have to that. actually look that up. I'd have to... I'll see if I can... I was, I'll see if I can find it real quick. But, um, um, yeah. I, I, the acting, I mean, you can't replace, you know... Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was Guy Henry. Guy, Guy Henry. Henry. Okay. That was the that was the stand-in, and he, I believe he also did the voice. Um, yeah. But so, anytime so, you're, you know, anytime you're dealing with that, especially at that time, I mean, it's gotten better uh, as far as the. Uh, I can't think what that what that term is called. Uh, motion capture or. Like, Oh, right. motion yeah, capture thing. Right. It's gotten better, I mean. yeah. but but it's still at least at that time, you know, you could tell something was not wrong. Yeah. At least those were the scenes that kind of for even for like a second just took me out of it just for a second because it's like, oh, oh, that looks real. Oh, that looks that doesn't look right. That does not look yeah. right. So, and I don't think that was the actor. Who was you know behind there doing you know saying the law, doing the act you know the, the movements, but it was just the special effects of that took me out of it for just a split second. Um, yeah, I I I would agree to a point. I would say that uh, I was blown away by it just because I you know there, there were rumblings mm-hmm. but we didn't know for sure so when he turned around yeah. I saw the reflection and, and he just and I thought okay they're gonna just do it kind of off to the side it'll be in and then he's turned around and I went wow they went there so I was impressed yeah. with the oh yeah I was impressed I was impressed too. with the effort I was impressed with the effort honestly yeah and 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 the uncanny yeah. valley for me was less it was honestly it was less about his face or his eyes or what to me it was more about his he was a little tall <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't remember, you know, Peter Cushion was not super, super tall, I don't think. Because, no. you know, you look at that scene yeah. with him and Leia and Vader, and he's just like in between them two. But he seemed mm-hmm. pretty tall in this one. So that yeah. took me out of it for a millisecond, but not enough for me to no. want, no. It, want it, it to not be It wasn't like, yeah. 
oh, the movie's ruined for me because of Tarkin no. or anything like that. No, definitely no, in fact, not. It was, it, was a, it was nice to see a return to that. It was nice, It kind of brought it back to, you know, once you got past that Uncanny Valley, it brought it back to the uh, A New Hope. You know, yeah. the feel of it, the um, the DNA of it, so to speak. So uh, I was fine with it, but I was just curious. And I liked Guy Henry's performance, um, obviously. Now, that I, I He looks like him. I, I would have been okay yeah. if they just cast him and put him in makeup, you know, and just did it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I appreciate now, the pushing about, the Because we got some other, other you know, uh, Donnie oh, yeah. Yen and Jian Wing. Chiruit and Bayes, um, this idea well, of bringing out – oh, go ahead. No, just saying I absolutely adored Chirrut. I adored that yeah. and that Chirrut and Bayes. I want a Disney Plus series with the two of them. Make it happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make, just it, make happen. it happen, Disney. Yes. Um, I like just this bringing out different Force traditions. You know, that, you know, not just the Jedi, not just the Sith, that there's these other other traditions, you know, that it's just like, you know, if an alien was to come to Earth and see the, you know, you know, let's just give an example tradition, you know, they, you know, they might think, oh, there's just Catholic and Protestant. Well, or there's just Catholic and Orthodox. Well, not really. Yeah. There's, no, that's not how that works. And it's just, is, I mean, it has to be the same with, you know, the Force. There's not just Jedi and Sith. There's this myriad mm-hmm. of different, you know, faiths, if you want to call it that, different traditions, yeah, different. Absolutely. And, that, and, and loved, even, it even jumps into that a little bit at the beginning of Force Awakens when when you mm-hmm. went with Lord Santesca or whatever his name is. Um talking to Poe, you know, so, you know, to, not to jump to another film, but just saying that there are like religious sects or mm-hmm. different types of yeah. faiths. And uh, I appreciate, and I really enjoy, you know, enjoyed his journey, especially cheer. I'm talking specifically. Um, and I thought Donnie again did an amazing job and it was nice to see, yeah. you know, the martial arts aspect mm-hmm. come into play yeah. so yeah. prominently, especially in his, yeah. in, you know, his basic introductory scene. Yeah, I, I like I said, I loved the the dynamic between uh, him and Bayes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know this kind of the 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 true believer, and then Bayes is kind of the you know has gotten you know gone gone and like he's not sure if he you know what he believes anymore is not quite following, lost but the faith. He he loves. <laughs> he's not going to abandon him. And, right. Yeah. It's just um, I, and that scene where Chirrut's like walking away in the rain, and he's he's like, "You're gonna, you're not gonna do well out there. I'll be fine. I have you." <laughs> As he's walking <laughs> away, and, he, and sure enough, Baze hops out and starts following him. It's great. Yeah. It's a great dynamic. Um, and then, I mean, we we can't. We'd have to be remiss if we do not mention. Forrest Whitaker oh as Saw Guerrera. Uh, as far as I know, this was the first time that a a character that was on the on one of the animated TV shows, The Clone Wars, actually showed up in a live action movie. Yep. Um, uh, what I mean, what did you think of well, Saw, Saw be- Guerrera? 
and let me preface this by saying that uh you know i absolutely adored his the way he took that character and what he did with it but it mm-hmm. was my least favorite character of the, really? of the entire film now okay. somebody has to be the least favorite character but of being the least favorite of an ensemble that you absolutely loved isn't saying much okay he was still fantastic mm-hmm. um i just felt that some of his some of his lines um, and again, maybe this is more about dialogue and less about his delivery. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah. But I just felt that some of that was a little like I don't know. The one that took me out of it was save the save the rebellion, save the dream. I kind of felt like that just seemed yeah. out of place. Not that there's anything inherently wrong with that line. It just didn't seem in place with everything else he was saying. You know, you you know, he was he was a he was a political. You know, almost he was borderline terrorist because he built. He was he mm-hmm. believed so strongly in the rebellion that the rebellion kicked yeah. him out, <laughs> or, or the rebellion yeah. said, "No, yeah, he was you're rebelling too much." <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Well, so it wasn't it was, just he, that; it was, um, and this goes into some of the some of the stories and some of the some of the the books that t- you know, yeah, um, that take place yeah. before where you know Saul had no qualms about. Yeah, and and, then, and that's where the, his, that's where like yeah, Mon Mothma. Yeah, was for him it was saying, for okay. him it was collateral damage. You right. know, it was just collateral damage. And hey, if it gets the message across, you know, right. all the um, but uh, and, and, and of course, oh, go ahead. Oh no, just that he uh, just that you know he had been he's been picked away at you know his whole life. And it's interesting mm-hmm. if you anybody who watched, if you really want to understand, you know, see how a character evolves, watch the Clone Wars, you know, watch how he goes from the Clone Wars to, um, I guess, to Rebels. I know he made an appearance in Rebels, right? Yeah. Too. And and by yeah, that time, Rebel. Forrest was Whitaker in the last... season, right? And Forrest Whitaker was actually providing the voice at that point, and then, mm-hmm. of course, then going to uh, Rogue One, and. This is there's a there's a major crazy journey and one that you know like he says it's not much of him left by the end of it. So mm-hmm. I can understand if he's a little bit, you know, off the rails so to speak by then. So I can understand. As I said, it's it's just, it was just it was just something you know he just brought me out of it a little bit with some of the mannerisms by which he spoke, the raspiness of his voice. But as I said, that's minor, yeah. very very little. Yeah, yeah. I still love and the I mean, character. Yeah, yeah, great character. Um, by the way, just want to say hello to Luke. Luke welcome hello, to Luke. the show. Luke. Luke. <laughs> not like he probably it. doesn't get <laughs> he doesn't get that enough. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Luke. <laughs> no, the line is hello there. <laughs> yes. And then we respond, General Kenobi. <laughs> um First time. First right? time, really? Oh my God! Okay, may not be the last. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, and we, of course, the star of Rogue One, the uh, Miss Felicity Jones. Oh yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah, just a great character. You know, again, her journey from being to survive to being a part of it in her sacrifice. Um, and I, I also feel that Felicity uh, represents in a lot of Not to spoil anything for, not to spoil it for anybody no. who hasn't yeah, seen Yeah, spoiler Rogue alert. One. Yeah. 
<laughs> the rest of this episode, spoiler alert. Yeah. Major spoiler alert. Okay. No, but Felicity to me uh, represented uh, the, you know, was one of the faces of kind of newer, more modern storytelling with so mm -hmm. much that went on. You know, when you think about the original trilogy and even the prequel trilogy, there, you know, it, you know, as George Lucas would do, it was very fast and more, faster, more intense. There wasn't a lot of time mm -hmm. to, stop and reflect. I mean, you can think about Luke looking out at the twin sunsets. How many other times besides that moment were there moments like that? But I think with Felicity, yeah. you know, in with Jen Urso, the entire movie, she's, she's, she's reflecting on and, and observing and, and responding. And sometimes it's with action and sometimes it's with words and sometimes it's with speeches, but other times it's just with look and, and seeing looks change and watching that video, the hologram of her father and just, you know, you, you can see the pain in her eyes and, and she just really brought it. It, it was fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, her, like I said, her journey from not, you know, not wanting to be involved of, you know, she has the line when she's with Saul where yeah. she says the line of, um, it, it, you don't see it. You know, he says the line about the Imperial flags flying over every system. And she says, well, if you don't look up, you don't notice it. Mm -hmm. Kind um, of represents a lot of the galaxy at that point. A lot of people just trying yeah. to make their make their way in the galaxy, yeah. as uh, Django would say. You know, just yeah, so. yeah. Uh, well, I think this is a good time to do our scoring. Uh, so, for out of a score of thirty, what would you give the acting for Rogue One? Well, I graded pretty high. Gave it a twenty-eight out of thirty, and again, my my minus two really uh, would would be like I said, Saw Gerrera brought me down a little bit, but um, you know, in a couple of minor minor thing moments here and there. But beyond that, yeah, I, I, I gave it twenty pretty high. I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna give it a twenty-nine. So okay. You're, you're yeah. There, yeah. 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 So uh, let's talk a little bit about the directing of of um, the movie, and you know, um, this is one where I really wish our our co-host Joe. Yeah, I I I wanted to ask. Uh, now this was directed by Gareth Edwards. But then yes. wasn't there some reshooting and stuff? I know that there was a lot. I know because we all know that there's uh, a ton of um, footage that we saw in trailers and teasers that never made it into the final I film. Don't, I don't know. Um, I've gotten mixed I'm stories. IBD. Gareth Edwards is the only one that, that is listed as the director. Okay. Um, I with thought five that there, writing. Yeah. I swore there was something about... Um, is it Tony Gilroy or somebody? That... Tony Gilroy wrote the screen. The screenplay is by Chris Weitz and Tony yeah. Gilway. And then the story was by John Knoll and Gary Witta. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I don't want to. I which... don't want to. I don't want to base it on anything other than what what's listed. So we'll go yeah. with that. Well, and I mean, and we talked about this in Solo too. You know, people, especially nowadays, seem to get so paranoid when they hear. Oh, there's rewrites. Oh, there's rewrites. Well, movies get rewritten all the time. Hey, you know what? Uh, all I, the time. 
Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, just in my little corner of the world, just to for, for, for reference, and I always use this for reference, um, I'm, my, my day job, I'm a music teacher. I'm a mar marching band director and for a high school, and we create a seven-minute show every fall, except, well, mm -hmm. we, <laughs> last fall was a little wonky for everybody, but yeah. the point but the point I'm making with this is that uh, we, we put the show together ourselves. We Sometimes we have the music, well, we have people in on our team that write the show. We have people that write the drill. We have people that write the work. We create a storyline. We create a storyboard. We essentially put on a seven-minute mini live-action movie, if you will, with music yeah. and everything and movement on the field. Okay, it is an artistic thing. It's right. totally it, 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 it's apples and oranges when you look at film, but it's it right. is an artistic endeavor. Okay, and the amount of work yeah. and the amount of people and the amount of of changes and things ideas that start off really strong at the beginning and then take a backseat later on for just a, a seven minute show that comes out mm -hmm. a handful of times in the fall. And then we put it away forever is, and there's no money really exchanging hands about it. Okay. That to me makes me understand that all sorts of changes happen with so many people involved, so many artists, so many creators that, you know, you just have to, let them do, and you know, nobody sets out to make a bad movie. No one even sets out to make an okay movie. Everyone goes out to make the mm -hmm. best movie they can make. And uh, yeah, I think that you know that yeah. in the end, whatever happened, whatever the road, however the journey happened, whatever looked a certain way at the beginning or the middle or towards the end, uh, changes were made yeah. and adjustments were made because they felt strongly about them enough, and it happened. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, yeah. I mean, and <laughs> Luke's from commenting what I said. Hard to believe with some movies. Yeah, I I, I agree, Luke. I, I, you know, I think that there are occasionally there'll be movies that come out. I mean, I'm not speaking of Star Wars necessarily. I'm talking about anything, and you kind of scratch your head when you walk out of that theater, going, "Hmm." But I do believe that the intention's always there to do the best job yeah. you can. But things, yeah. you know, you never know. A lot of times, it's just budget that gets in the way. But in this case, um, oh yeah, I just think I'm well, the story I, think... I hear. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you you mentioned the, the 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 point of the trailer. I thought that was actually an interesting, and I don't know if that was something they did on purpose or what, but that was an interesting uh, ploy they did by sh having the fact that scenes in the trailer are not in the movie. None of the well, scenes in the trailer, at least not the way they're shown. I thought that was I thought that was an interesting. Um, at least the first trailer, because um, there's the scene where she's uh, at the top of the tower and the tie fight mm -hmm. comes up. That's not I, in the movie. Yeah, I um, think I had heard, read, and it's speculation only on my part, but I believe that that was almost test footage. Um, yeah. I don't know for sure, though. I don't know if that was part of a scene or if it was just something that they or it could have been just something that they added, you know. I mean, her running up to the boarding down the ledge, all that's there in the film. It's just the typhoon yeah. that's not. So it makes me wonder yeah. if that was just something that they added in just for either added excitement or if it was test footage. But yeah. the other thing I, I believe what was going on was that I don't, I don't want to say they wanted a dark movie, dark band of brothers war movie. And that's what Gareth Edwards gave them. And then, and then, they were like, whoa, whoa, that's a little too much, you know, and then they yeah. pulled back a little bit. And, yeah. but I don't know for sure. 
because I mean, you hear from so many different people and so many different podcasts that you listen to and, and so many different articles that you read. So it can, you know, it gets kind of lost in the, lost in the shuffle, so to speak. So, but at the end of the day, I, you know, focus, let's focus on what we got, which was a great movie. Yeah. So I loved the, the, especially in, on the battle of Scarif. Um, Oh yeah. The aesthetics there and the look of the soul of the rebel soldiers. I mean, that looked like something straight out of, uh, of you know, Vietnam or a World War II movie where they're in the, in the Pacific. Even to the helmets they were wearing and the out uniforms they were wearing, it's like, are I watching a Star Wars movie or am I watching a, a a movie, a documentary on Vietnam, the Vietnam War? What am I watching here? Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and at the yeah, same time, even, I mean, just at the same but, time with that you know with that scarif on the beach on the beach is seen you know right right takes you right out of normandy right um then you're also coupling that with the space battle that was for the the one for the ages and and it's so so fantastically great effects and then what do they do they if that's not enough for the nostalgics in us they throw in gold leader and red leader and we're like woohoo they were there yeah you know well and i love the way they chain like and this is the first time i think that they that i noticed they did it with special effects of the way ships they show ships coming you know before in the original movies it was almost like this long draw you'd see a view of the ship where you see the the stars slowly fading in and the ship is there this one is just like you see the boom yeah just like instantaneously it was just So what it was about that, I just love that. Yeah, Vader shows up. Vader <laughs> shows just out of and, nowhere. And ships so fast that ships that couldn't steer away and literally crash into it. Crash <laughs> so, into it. it. Well, let's let's talk about Vader in this movie. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, oh. you know, I'm not – it's so funny because <laughs> watching the Vader scene at the end, I mean, just seeing Vader at all, you know, having him, you know, when, when we first viewed the movie, you know, we saw Vader with the scene with Krennic, which I was thrilled with it. And if that had been it, that little scene, I would have been enough. That would have been enough for me, especially since they even yeah. threw in some of him in the back to tank with, you know, hints of of Anakin with the without the mask mm-hmm. on. I was thrilled with yeah. that. But then we, yeah. we get this scene at the end and, you know, it's coming because you see all the rebel soldiers, you see them all like turning around facing you know a, a dark room and then you hear the breathing and you're like oh no this is not going to be good and it just every move he made is a move that we all wish we could have seen we're so happy i shouldn't say we wish we could have seen we were happy to have seen like vader yeah. you know, pull the right pull all the blasters from him you know put a guy up yeah. in the ceiling stab a and guy the thing was, the, you know <laughs> it's still it was still even though he's doing all this it was still Vader. It was still in the mode of moving like Vader moved. You know, it wasn't like he was, you know, reverting back to the prequel Anakin where he's doing backflips and, you know, he's still just, you know, very linear, just moving forward. And right. just. No, he can't everyone. do that. You know, he's yeah. still a machine. He's still more machine than man at that point, or he is more machine yeah. than man at that point. So, so he can't do that. So it's, it's, now, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to see that. There's one 
that I know has gotten all, some controversy and some people, the bad joke. Uh, when oh, he's meeting with choke critics. on your the, ambitions? Do not try to choke. Now, for me, I look at that. People, you know, I saw people rolling their eyes. Guys, Vader's had dad jokes. I agree. Mind you of uh, the, um, the Captain Nita. Yep. I know. Uh, that's I been just... Vader since since the beginning. He's just... I mean, didn't really bother me any. Um, even when he looked at, like... Um, Piet, and he went, "Don't fail me again." And he waited, Admiral. Like you know, oh, don't forget, Admiral. <laughs> yeah, I don't or know. Or even just... even in Jedi, in Jedi, when he's talking to um, the head of the uh, the Death Star, oh, and he Moth says, "Jared, yeah, Jared." He says, "The yeah. Emperor is not as forgiving." As... Yeah, you know, I, me as little kids going like, wait a minute, there's someone more, what? <laughs> there, there's someone I worse than you. That, yeah, I think that um, maybe the some of the controversy comes from, and I don't agree with the controversy, I'm just trying to explain it. I think that maybe it just comes, it seemed a little on the nose. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, he, you know, where he said, be careful not to choke on your ambitions. It, it was very... Oh. Yeah, I know, can see that. Which, I, for I that, love, and, and I will... I will say this: It did, you know, when we get to die dialogue, I, I, I have to say, I did, I did lose a point for that. But oh, again, yeah. it wasn't. I, I chuckled. I thought it was kind of. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Again, it, to yeah. me, it was in like you, like you said, it was in the same vein as apology accepted. So, and it, it did not phase me. That yeah. Much, so. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was it? I lost my train of thought right. there for a second. Didn't mean to distract you. <laughs> Well, all right. So, so we're so, but it's but we're so we're still on directing, you know. Yeah. Just um, the way the movie was shot, um, and again, I'm not a film expert. I'm just a film lover. Um, mm -hmm. But I I very much enjoyed um, you know the different the different planets, the different imagery, the different use of camera angles, um, mm. the the texture of the the texture and the the colors of the different spaces. I thought it was very well. Um, you know the imperial scenes, especially like everything on the Death Star, um, really just nice homage to A New Hope. You know, I love and I love the 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 juxtaposition from when they're on like Yavin Four, when they're on the <laughs> Rebel planets, the the grit and the dirt, you know, from that to the you know Sterile. almost chrome. Yeah, you know of the of the era. Uh, yeah, made real quick. Uh, I remember what sure. I was thinking about was Vader as being the man. You know, mm -hmm. he. It was more not necessarily what you know. I could almost see. You know, parents tell you better behave or Vader's going to come to get you. Right. Type of a right. thing. That's how I've always, you know, and you saw a little bit of, it was his, you know, more his reputation, anything, you know, that, but at the same time, he, and still yeah. total fear. 
yeah. so let's get right to it. So directing. What okay. out of 30? You know, it's hard for me to give perfect scores. It really is just because yeah. Um, yeah. I always feel it's it just it's just me. I mean, I come I can come close. I'll give it 29 out of 30. All right. I really did think that this was very well executed. Again, I'm not sure what the behind the scenes stuff was, but the end result I felt was spot on. So I'm giving it a 29 yeah. out of 30. I gave it the same. Uh, unlike you, it's hard for me to give perfect score. If I was going to be very, very specific, I'd give it 29 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very, very close. But very uh, uh, So, the writing or the dialogue part of it. Um, and traditionally, with the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, this has been where Star Wars struggled. Um, well known for not being a great at dialogue. Um, I think even he would dialogue. Oh yeah, self-proclaimed his. king of wooden dialogue, yeah. as he once called himself. So yeah, yeah. Um, so it's okay. I mean, we love we um, love him. We love GL, but yeah. Well, oh yeah. Even, this is even, why we have uh, a... because right. Even Harrison Ford said it. You know what I mean? You can type this, but you can't say it. So, um, so this, so, exactly. so we're in the new era. This is the first movie, right? Well, I guess Solo was the first movie you, you said that that was out of the, the George Lucas era. What did that, what did, do you remember yeah, what that, that we, score that was like? Did that, do you happen to recall um, what you, what you gave the, the specifically the dialogue for that one? I'm just curious because that would have been your first one out of that. Was it, you know, I would I assume. I remember. I would assume um, it would have been higher. Remember. It was higher than the uh, than the other the, ones. It wasn't like a perfect score by any means. Okay. Um, but yeah, it definitely was higher. I think this the dialogue in this one is definitely better than than even solo. I would say, um, you know, okay. from the witty banter of between uh, you and Cassian Andor. Um, and even the call, but even even the little callback, you know, for the uh, "Don't tell me the odds" type of type of a thing, where he says, "Do you know the odds of her of her? They're high, very high." Um, yeah, for me, yeah. for when it comes to dialogue, K two was definitely the highlight for me of that. Yes, yeah. even got the so I have a bad many... feeling about this line without finishing it. <laughs> you know, so. my favorite, my my two favorite ones are. Uh, you're being rescued. Do not resist. <laughs> yes. What's the other one? Uh, when he's pretending he's the Imperial robot that he's captured oh. them. And he, the, the, oh, oh, or I like him when he's like, I like when he's trying to, these are prisoners. I'm taking them, these prisoners to be imprisoned in prison. <laughs> in prison. <laughs> now, but, um, yeah, I yeah. believe that there was a great balance, and again, you know, uh, a really good type of movie, like of this type of tentpole style movie, is a movie that can bring a lot of different fans in, a lot of different genres of, and a lot of different demographics in. And there was the more serious dialogue. Mm -hmm. There was that more, you know, empire-driven. What's the villain's motivation? Driving points about the Death Star dialogue. 
you had Vader dialogue, which fit right in with with traditional Vader dialogue. Maybe dad joke with or notwithstanding, depending on how you feel. And mm-hmm. it had a lot of humor, you know. Yeah, yeah isn't it like? Def- it, it's amazing, like how much how how enjoyable this movie really was. And you know, there was a, there was mm-hmm. there were a lot there were out, laugh out loud moments of delight in this film. Yeah, and that's saying something when you consider not too many of the people survive it at the end. You know? I know. I, and that was the one, and we'll, we'll get to this when we get to, to the story. That was yeah. the one of the other knocks people had against it was they felt a lot of people said they felt like they couldn't get invested in these characters because you knew at the start Star Wars story, everything like that, you kind of knew what their fate was going to be. You kind of right. knew these, you know, you were, it was the whole thing of don't get too attached. Right to these right. characters because m- most of them aren't going to make it out. And exactly. I mean, did that affect exactly. you in any way as far as knowing that? Yeah, yeah, you, you get to attach because these characters. Not really. Aren't I, make it I out. am. My own personal take on it with the story, and I guess we'll get we'll get into this. But my own take on it was just that uh, you know this is a story. It's called a Star Wars story. Okay, it's not called. Rogue One, a Star Wars saga. You know, we already had a saga, mm-hmm. and we're in the yeah. bit, we were in the midst of it at that point. So uh, I was fine with just a, a one-off. Uh, I mean, I feel like we're, we're it's not a one-off. We do have a, a an Andor film, or sorry, Disney Plus series coming. I'm very There's, excited. Yeah. You know, so this. I mean, obviously, it takes place before this, and I think you can do that with, like I said, I'm waiting for a Chirrut and Bay's, you know, buddy buddy cop film. <laughs> yes, so. that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> but um, back to the writing and dialogue. Yeah, I absolutely, you know, thought that yeah, definitely a step up in terms of just strictly dialogue and the the way it was all written out um, from what we were used to with the original and the prequel trilogy. Uh, you know, as again, I, my personal, I was a little bit taken up, taken off, away from it from Saw Gerrera's lines from time to time. Um, yeah, but again very very minor not not enough for me to even call it that much of even a complaint just if i had to give something a slightly lower score it would be because of that and i had no issue with um vader's choke line yeah somebody else on another podcast said they might have complained about it and said he might as well have said when he was choking him sith got your tongue <laughs> you know it's like I think the choke uh, joke was fine. Yeah. It's good. Have fun so with it. Out, Don't get... out of it. Would you give the, the writing slash dialogue for Rogue One? I scored it at an 18 out of 20. 18 out of 20. Okay. Uh, I scored it a little bit lower, just a tad bit. Uh, no particular reason. I scored a 17. Okay. Um, out of 20. So, yeah. So now we finally end with the story of Rogue One. Um, I find it fascinating that they took basically this whole movie came from two lines of A New Hope mm-hmm. about a band of rebels have, you know, rebels forces have finally won their first victory over the evil galactic empire 
and yep. have stolen the plans for the Death Star. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Let's, I pitch, and, I'm going to pitch a movie on this, said John yeah. Noel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also, and then when it, when it was all said and done, you know, some would argue that in essence, it was a, you know, two and a half hour movie to fix a plot hole, you know, like mm-hmm. the whole, with the whole, uh, you know, uh, ex- thermal exhaust port debacle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, things like that, like, yeah. But I also, I don't, I don't look at that in a, as a complaint. I think that's brilliant because, yeah. you know, it's a great story. I mean, it certainly kept us captivated for the whole movie. So, yeah. Um, I, um, I, I wonder if it's fine. You know, like, as I mentioned, you know, my background, I wonder if it's fine if I can kind of add one thing about the musical score helping drive okay, the story. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not something you've talked about too much on um, on other 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 episodes, but uh, I do want to think in in this case. First of all, um, you know, we all know that this is not a John Williams score. This was in the main tentpole tentpole films. Um, This was the first score not to be scored by the first musical score not to be written by John Williams. So there was a lot riding Mm -hmm. on it, and like the ups and downs of the movie, it was actually meant to be scored by Alexander Desplat or Desplay, I can't say his name, uh, whom uh, was had to back mm-hmm. out because of some delays in the schedule and he couldn't do it because he was doing another film. So with very little time, only a handful of weeks, Michael Giacchino was uh, given the task of writing and boy, did he deliver on a score mm-hmm. that right you now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say it's better than John Williams. No, I'm, I'm a huge John Williams fan and I bow down to the master. But he uh, he took a lot of the DNA and of the you know the Star Wars, including using themes that we have not heard since A New Hope. So for for, for forty years, and uh, brought them back here and there, and yeah, but created his own take, his own original ideas, some interesting themes, and then helped drive the story forward. So I, I like to when it comes to story. I do think the musical score needs to be um, considered as part of the drive of pushing that story forward. Yeah. And by, by adding those, what they call leitmotifs, those themes, like, you know, for the, the, the different themes that you hear for Vader, for the empire. And um, a, maybe, a, I don't even know if the star Wars theme itself was heard. I, don't, I think they played it at the end for credits, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I think a little, or, and, and for a little, for spoiler alert for R2 and 3PO's, little cameo you heard a little clip of it yeah. uh so i just thought that michael giacchino deserves a lot of credit because not only did he yeah. do an amazing job but he did it in very little time it was and that's like, that's one good. thing i wanted to hit on a little bit about is i think this movie and we'll, we'll in a few weeks we um rise of skywalker mm-hmm. this, this one did the best out of all of it, they did fan service without overwhelming the the audience. Hey, look at this! Remember this? Hey, look at this! Remember this guy? Remember this guy? Remember this? Uh, yeah, we just ghost in the in in the in the the battle. At one point, you see rebels. That's something. If you're not a rebels fan, you're not gonna you're not gonna notice. Right, sir. Hearing the hearing General Sindula's name mentioned again, 
if you're not a rebel, me as a rebels fan, I'm freaking out. I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I know. I did the same thing. Um, I'm like, of course, my wife's like, what are you doing? What is your deal? I'm like, yep. Demon, it's the first person shot. <laughs> but it's good but to have again, that, you know. Yeah. But then again, I did that when we first saw, and not to cross, when we first saw Thor um, and Jeremy Renner's character uh, and grabs the bow. The first thing I did was I turned him on. Hello, Hawkeye. Yep. There it is, right? Yeah. There you go. Um, Um, But yeah, it was... No, I was just gonna say, but as far as the overall story, yeah, it was. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Just like a, an absolute, darn near perfect execution of being able to tell a new story, but mm-hmm. at the same time balance out those those you know pieces of nostalgia, those fan service. If you want to, I mean, I always like the word fan service. Always made me feel weird because I feel like. You know, when you're running, when you're dealing with a franchise, I mean, you know, anything with three or more movies to me is a franchise. Actually, two or more movies, yeah. but I think three. And anything beyond that, I mean, and, and it's been going on for decades. I mm-hmm. think that you're doing a disservice if you don't have at least some level of fan service. Yeah. Now you can you could do that without hitting you over the head with it, like a like with a shovel. Yeah. But yeah. you can. You need to find that. It's it's a you got to find that balance. Balance. And I think yeah, that, that's uh, that's what I was talking about. Rogue One did that perfectly. Yeah, yeah they found that balance. Throwing little things in for the for the hardcore fans that have been watching from the beginning, without overwhelming it, without people you know that were new to the franchise, maybe of their heads going, "What is that? What is what is going on there?" Um, yeah. Which I think what that's one of the you know perfect things about how that you do a fan service perfectly. You can get the casual fan, the hardcore fan going. That was awesome. But for the same reason, and then at the same time, completely different reasons. Um, so, right. uh, so let's just get right to it. You rank the story of Rogue uh, One. I gave it a 19 out of 20. I gave it uh, almost uh, a perfect score. Same thing here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's uh, the only reason I didn't give it a perfect 20. Well, again, again, it's hard for me to go like, absolute perfect. Um, yeah. I do think that whatever the ch- – I will say this. We talked about the, the bumpy journey it took for them to get to where they were at the end. I do think that there might have been – it, it, you know, once you've rewatched the movie a few times, there might have been the very occasional, very brief moments here and there where something might have seemed rushed over here or a little slow over here mm-hmm. because they were working on adding things and subtracting things and putting things in and taking things out. And, um, you know, whenever you do that kind of editing, I can imagine that can be complicated. So uh, there might have been a moment or here too, but but nothing to nothing specific I can like you know, slam it down for. So that's why I gave it a 19, but uh, yeah. an overall story. And as I said, for me, the musical score really helped push that. And that was, that was saying something with having being the first score without John Williams, who's the master at doing that. And secondly, to do it in such a short amount of time. So kudos to, kudos to yeah. Michael Giacchino for helping drive that story, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Well, ironically, we both scored it a 94. Wow. Um, <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah. With a total score of 188. Yep. It's still, ironically, amazingly, it did not knock off. The top rated movie. Wow. The second rated top rated movie. Uh, which I'm going to have to go back and rewatch. Well, had I been on that episode. Uh, make sure I got the, make sure I got the episode, number. I don't know. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's possible. It's, it, but it, it just means that well, one. How many of you were there? Was it two? Was it still two people? Was it one ninety? One ninety. Yeah. That means yeah. that well, that means with you know, what do you have three? That means that somebody had to score it perfect. Like had to have several perfect scores, right? It was yeah. one ninety seven out of two hundred. So three. We we it was just two of us for episode three. Okay. Um, oh, so that would be yeah. We yeah, haven't had still, a full crew for okay. for a while, um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. No, that's um, all right. It's each one is yeah. scored how it's scored. It's fine. Uh, I think uh, it 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 deserves a place. World One deserves a place on you know pretty high up, and definitely, and I definitely. and I'm I think it's uh, I thought it was Disney's you know first and a, a brilliant and awesome first venture into non Skywalker saga storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that um, actually, when you think about it, at least in, in based on the scoring you guys have given, uh, uh, I guess solo was scored way better. One, one twenty seven or something. I forget what you said for solo. One twenty four, I believe. Yeah. One twenty four. I probably would have scored that one higher. Uh, just to, just to give yeah. you my, my two cents. I really enjoyed that. To me, that was a fun ride, literally a fun ride on the Falcon. And, um, so I, I just took that one as it was, like just as like a fun adventure. Um, you know, it doesn't have to tie in to anything specifically. Uh, and I knew they were trying to set it up for something bigger than it was. And maybe we'll still get that. Who knows? Make Solo 2 happen yeah. as a hashtag. So we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think Rogue One definitely deserves its high score. And I, uh, I congratulate all those involved and looking forward to Andor and see uh, – uh-huh. Yeah. Seeing how things uh, uh, continue with that, or at least how his mm-hmm. story unfolds before this. Yes, yes. Uh, well, before we wrap things here tonight, I guess we say house cleaning. Uh, we know War of the Stars, at least at, for right now, there's no plan for or next week or the week after. Um, I will be on vacation in. Tennessee for the weeks. Uh, me and the family are going down to Gatlinburg. Oh, nice. Uh, so, uh, so there will be no hours, uh, like I said, that I know of. Um, no plans for it. Things might change. It depends. Uh, we will be announcing uh, the new ho- co-host. Hopefully, see, this is Wednesday. Before next Wednesday, we'll definitely make that announcement for who is going to be the new host for War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Also, uh, quick for those of you who are on Facebook Live watching, by the way, thank you. Uh, We have official merch. Uh, Link is in on the Twitter page. Check it out. Um, it's also all media, so definitely go check that out. Buy the buy the shirts, 
We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, mask, you name it, we have it. Uh, pretty good, I think. Um, so yeah, uh, before we get out of this stuff, uh, Will, why don't you tell the people out there in and where they can find you at? Okay, well, thank you so much. I am actually a, a YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. Uh, we drop episodes uh, usually on Sundays and Wednesdays. Basically, it's a collecting channel, uh, unboxing new and sometimes older vintage product, and uh, just kind of talking Star Wars in general. And uh, in addition, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle at Darth Tuba. And if you want to check out Facebook, I have a Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. Just look it up, doing looking up all that stuff, and you can find me all there. And I look forward to hearing from some of you if you have any questions. So thank you so much, and, and thank yeah, you definitely. very much for definitely. having me on. And I I want to wish you guys all all the best. I want to wish my the other co-hosts that are applying for the role or auditioning for the role. I want to wish them all the best. And I just had a great time just being on the show. So thank you so much oh, for having me, regardless of your decision. <laughs> and this goes to all the other. Um, guest host we've had here. Even if you don't get the initial role, every one of you is welcome back on the show anytime as guest host. We're always on here. Um, yeah, awesome. definitely, Luke. Always. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Luke. Thanks again, Luke. Always, you guys are always welcome here. As for us here at War of the Stars, if you want to get a hold of us, the best way to do that is through, first of all, through our email. Our email is warofthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle. We do a lot of fun stuff on Twitter, like polls. Just random, polls asking random questions. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Uh, just search War of the Stars. You can find it there. Find the Facebook page. Not quite as active as we used to be, unfortunately, on the Facebook page, but uh, we hopefully will start getting that. Uh, and our Patreon, of course, is patreon.com forward slash war. I mentioned we have a a, um, a t-shirt stop shop. Uh, link is in all the descriptions on all our social media. Go there, check it out. Uh, yeah, and that will do it for us this week. Uh, next time when we get back together with a new permanent co-host, we will be finally hitting the original trilogy. Ooh. And until then, <laughs> yeah, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our... Until next... Of course, they're with you. May the force be with you.